1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his
2: way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath,
0: and Ben. Two weeks from today, we'll be recapping week one, baby. Get excited. But right now we get to recap Week three, baby. Preseason week three and a little bit of that, but a lot of injury talk. And our final edition of Sleepers, Breakouts, and Busts. Welcome to your Sunday night slash Monday morning edition of Fantasy Football Today. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Heath Cummings, Dave Richard. What would you think about my boy Daniel Jones tonight?
3: Yeah. Oh, boy. Was that. Woo. Yikes. Did you like what was going on when you did that thing on Twitter where you tried to make a case for the Giants winning the division?
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Heath. That was someone else oh, who hacked into my account. Um the Eagles are going to win the division. I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, all right, we got some Twitter polls, some Gus Edwards and uh, Michael Pittman Twitter polls. If you didn't listen to our 15-minute bonus podcast about Gus Edwards, please do that. It dropped on Sunday morning along with our mailbag. Um, give me your uh, – if you have any, Dave, big preseason week three takeaways. Any, A lot of teams sat their starters, but was there anything that really jumped out?
2: Let's see. Sam Darnold started for Carolina, played a, quite a while with – the first team offense. I thought he was really inconsistent enough to make me nervous. When, when I think about DJ Moore, first of all, DJ Moore, there were three, there were three plays that Carolina had 20 yards or closer to the goal line. He ran into the end zone once on those three plays. The other two were short routes. Most of his routes were short within 10, 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Uh, missed a couple of times when, when his receivers were open, um, And I think about Terrace Marshall, who is a sleeper, and I think about Christian McCaffrey, who's healthy. I'm worried about that offensive line. The story on Darnold has been that he's been inconsistent. I got nervous about DJ Moore, and I moved him closer to what his ADP is versus where I had him, which was like 10 spots higher. So one of my takeaways is Carolina's offense outside of McCaffrey and maybe Robbie Anderson might not be so amazing in terms of week-to-week starters.
0: So why are you a little down on DJ Moore but not Robbie Anderson, just because you can get him later? I,
2: I like the way that Robbie looked. Like the He was running routes great. He was flashing speed. DJ wasn't.
0: Well, I, I thought Moore had a pretty good game.
2: He, he had a lot of targets. He didn't have a good average on those targets. I'm telling you, he was running a bunch of shorter routes and he was getting locked up in man coverage quite a bit. It's a preseason game. I don't know how hard he was really trying or anything like injury. that. And he's coming off of an injury. That's a fair yeah. Point. But
4: I I think that's probably more impactful about what he looked like this week, not necessarily long term.
2: Right. But we also know that he hasn't been a red zone guy.
4: Yeah, in I mean that's part always of his a career. Start. So
2: yeah. and he was yeah. better last year on a per game basis or like amongst his peers on a per game basis in non PPR than he was in PPR.
0: All right. Any other big things we'll get? We'll get, it's really not so much a preseason week three show. This is a sleepers, breakouts and bust thing, but if there's anything else that you guys really feel like you need to talk about, now's the time we'll get
4: into it again. Later. Great to see Cortland Sutton out yeah. there. Uh, looked, looked good. Uh, there was a couple of, um, uh, fantasy Twitter doctors that thought he looked explosive coming off of his cuts, which is uh, nice to see. Um, I, I hope the San Francisco quarterback rotation goes away quickly. Uh, it's going to work though. It's the problem. <laughs> it mm. might. It might. Um, uh, Lavisca Chenault looks amazing. So that was fun to see. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked good. I mean, obviously against backups, but you know, Chenault is the best Jaguars receiver right now. Um, the healthiest, that's for sure. The healthiest, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, he was he was my favorite before DJ Chark got hurt, and he's my favorite still. Um, but
0: I, sorry, but on Chenault, he's really. Uh, it seems like he's been sort of this short area safety valve. For Trevor Lawrence, high volume Debo Samuel. He could rack up a lot of catches. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything else? Hey, Gardner's
0: Charles? free. Gardner's free. You see this Kyle Pitts play? It's, on, it's trending on Twitter.
4: Yeah, he took a. He did. It was a beautiful eight-yard catch that he turned into. You long. knew that
2: everybody would <laughs> go crazy as soon as he made a play, though, in the preseason. You see you, you you know, mean, the Eagles tied. What'd you say? The Eagles, the Eagles and, Jets and Jets tied. tied. Yeah, that they was tied. My, on that was my a, takeaway? All right. I, I'll give you one more. I thought the Steelers offensive line did a good job in pass protection for the second week in a row, and it was most – I think it was either mostly their starting offensive line or entirely their starting offensive line. Right guard was a spot that I wasn't sure if Finney is a starter. But I thought they looked good for the second week in a row while Dwayne Haskins looked terrible.
3: All right, Heath, final thoughts? I mean, it was the Panthers.
0: What. Well yeah, the Panthers actually they have a pretty good pass rush oh, they could have a very good pass rush.
2: Yeah, they didn't play with all their starters.
0: Yeah. Um it was also man, Dwayne Haskins got the got,
4: got some work to do.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, more takeaways. The Bills I thought were really interesting. I mean, Gabriel Davis with a huge game, no Stefan Diggs.
4: That throw uh, was insane.
0: The uh, oh <laughs> did,
3: I, did I see someone like Devin Singletary played fifteen of the first seventeen snaps or something? It
0: was all on the first I didn't drive. Have a carry. He didn't have a carry. He, I think he ran a ton of, <laughs> All of the
2: same thing almost happened last week against Chicago.
0: They threw and threw and threw, but they, he was split out wide. Um, he had a couple of catches. Zach Moss had a touchdown. Um, but I think, you know, somebody's going to have to be good in that offense other than Stephon Diggs. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Gabriel Davis? Um, we can talk about that a little bit later. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into our Twitter polls here. About First about Gus Edwards. I asked in a half PPR league, who is your favorite? Gus Edwards Chase Edmonds or Mike Davis want you guys answer first who's your favorite in half PPR Gus Edwards Chase Edmonds Mike Davis
3: Gus D- Davis Davis
0: okay right now the winner with out of 1100 votes 47 percent to Gus Edwards 32 percent Mike Davis 21 percent Chase Edmonds so Heath you are you are the Mike Davis guy you said Mike Davis right
3: I said Mike Davis. I, I did I, too. I, I think I was the Mike Davis guy at some point. I'm not sure if I am anymore. He's right around running back 22, which I think is where everybody has him. I'm just I'm not really sure that we should have any expectation that Gus Edwards has any bigger rushing role than Ingram or Dobbins did, and I think he's less likely to get like those 25 or 30 targets than they were in the passing game. So he's even more dependent having a big touchdown total and he hasn't really done that yet. I still expect like I have got him projected for a bunch of touchdowns. I, I like him quite a bit more in non-PPR than full PPR and in half I'm just kind of wishy-washy. I've got him somewhere between 19th and 24th in the three formats.
0: Okay, Dave, you also said Mike Davis. So Jamie, you said Gus Edwards <laughs> and you would take Gus Edwards when? Uh,
4: in half PPR um, early 4th. Okay, so... Non, late 3rd. So he kind of, kind of where Daryl Henderson
0: was going before the Sony Michelle trade. Yep. Okay. So does everybody have James Robinson ahead of Gus Edwards?
2: I do. Yes. Sounds yeah. like I'm going to be the low guy on Gus.
0: Well, Chris doesn't have him in the top sixty, so Chris
2: is probably the low guy. Whew. Okay, Jamie, make the, the top case. Top sixty overall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have him in my top sixty either.
3: You don't have him in the top. Nope. You don't have him in the fifth round. Not in PPR. Nope. I've got like 55 in PPR, so I don't like. I mean, I'm not in and, and non. I've got him as a three four turn. Yeah, I, I, he's just after 50th for me in non.
0: I'm sorry, I just don't really understand what's so different about him and Dobbins. I mean, a little bit different. Yeah, he's not as good as Dobbins. But, I had
3: Dobbins in round four.
0: But yeah, but but to not have him in when and when did you say you have Gus? There's no Dobbins now, <laughs> right? There's no Dobbins, and, and the backup is obviously not going
3: to be as good. You know, Dobbins had to contend with Gus Edwards to a degree. Gus Edwards doesn't. Yes, I, I, that's the that's the difference, is I don't think they're going to change the way they distribute touches. I think they're just going to have a second running back that gets 30% of the carries. But it's not going to be a second running back that's as good as Gus Edwards, though. So it that might not be. mean that he's getting those those type of touches. It might be.
2: Tyson Williams has looked good in the preseason, and I know the coaches like him. Uh, yeah, he's he, some he's some kind of again. a running back like Gus Edwards. And even if he's not as good or as efficient as Gus Edwards, he's still going to get work. There's been 41 games <laughs> that... Uh, Lamar Jackson has started, including the playoffs. A Ravens running back has had 15 carries in 16 of those 41 games.
4: How many of those games have been without one of Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, or Gus? Ed- sorry, two of Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, or J.K. Dobbins.
2: Zero, or maybe one here or there that I
4: might. Right. Have missed. So to me, it's relevant. No zero.
2: Okay. Uh, it, yeah, that's fine. They're still going to involve somebody else, and it might be somebody who's not on the team right now either. That's a different oh, no, story. no, it's not, I mean, no, if it's not zero. Else,
4: it, it changes everything. I'm sorry. Well, what we know right now, I don't think. You know, the, the two youngsters that they have are going to be as impactful as what Gus Edwards is going to be as a secondary guy to J.K. Dobbins.
0: No, I broke this down actually on the bonus pod, right? So Gus Edwards was the starter. I mean, we could just go back to 2018, the, those seven games that Lamar Jackson started. Gus Edwards was the starting running back, and he was on pace for 1,500 yards rushing. Uh, 200. Uh He was on pace for 279 carries. In seven games, he had 122 carries. But but in those seven games, a second running back had at least seven carries in every single game.
4: Yeah, that's realistic.
0: Right. So, but that's not but that's not as many as Gus Edwards was getting with Dobbins. So that's kind of the point I was making. It's like, yeah, Dobbins is a better player, but Edwards, I I would think would get a a bigger percentage. They kept saying all season it's one and one
4: a. I mean, they like both these guys. All preseason. So,
0: so Jamie, sounds like you're buying that theory, but he's of not so, not as much?
3: Well, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't think Gus Edwards is going to be a low-end number two running back. Like, we're all 10 spots apart in where we're drafting him. I just don't think he's going to see a significantly bigger role than any other running back has in Baltimore the last two years. I think he could
4: probably average close to
3: 15 carries. But
4: in him. the last two years, there's been two significant guys there. There's not a second significant guy there now. Well, I don't think there, there was not. not a, yet. Oh
0: no, I guess Edwards. Edwards well, was course, the significant guy. Well, of course not yet. Guy. I mean, if yeah. they
4: bring somebody else in, it changes things. They could they could pick up Latavius Murray or trade for him. Look, I don't think I, the two guys on the roster are going to take the same type of touches that Gus Edwards was taking away from J.K. Dobbins.
2: What was it like, eleven and nine, what they averaged last year? Right, something like. So that. So now it could be something like thirteen and seven. That's
4: I would a, probably say it's more like fifteen people. and six.
2: Wow, that would be one running back carries a game. 50, They've done more 50, than that each of the last three years. You know, I think it's good for Lamar. I think this is I think this is a plus for Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if it's enough to put him ahead of. For me, it would be Kyler Murray to put him in the three spot. It would be better if he had a healthy receiving <laughs> core.
0: Uh, OK, so that's our Gus Edwards Twitter poll. Let's go to our Michael Pittman Twitter poll with. T.Y. Hilton out indefinitely with a neck problem, a disc problem. Could be, uh, let's hope he gets back soon, but you don't like to see that. Uh, Who's your favorite in full PPR? Corey Davis, Michael Pittman, or LaVisca Chenault? Corey Davis, Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault. Jamie, who do you got? Chenault. Heath? Chenault. Dave?
2: I'll say something different LaVisca.
0: <laughs> okay, well he's in second place to everybody's favorite Corey Davis, Michael Pittman way behind here. Kind of interesting. Uh He's my
2: third here too. Yeah.
0: Okay, I look, I I'll just make the case. He's uh Corey Davis is probably the clear-cut number 1.
4: But Pittman's the clear-cut number 1, right? For now. I we don't know how long Ty Hilton's gonna be out. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I hope I hope it's not long. I hope it's not season ending. If it is, obviously, that makes things a lot better for Pittman. I mean, their left tackle situation could be an absolute disaster. Who knows what's gonna happen with Wentz? You know, if there's if he's rushing back and and re-injures his foot. I mean, I didn't move Pittman at all. No, me neither.
0: And he's not the clear-cut number one. I was just making the case. He's (laughs) Because it it doesn't necessarily fall on Pittman. He's not some proven guy. It could be Campbell. It could be uh, Pascal. We don't know.
4: It certainly helps him. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So you didn't move Pittman. That means you guys would take Pittman before or after pick 100?
3: After. 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 Before 120? Real close to, though.
0: So around 9, round 10, something like that? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, it is Draftathon week, everybody. It's on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern until midnight Eastern. You can watch the entire thing: YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootballToday. You can watch the first two hours on CBS Sports HQ. So that's six to eight on HQ. The entire thing, though, 6 p.m. to midnight Eastern. On YouTube.com/slash/football today we have about thirty industry guests coming on. I am going to do my best to make Adam Rank like me. I think he doesn't like me, and my goal is by the end of the segment that he's on that he will like me more. I think he likes you. I think he likes
3: me. I too. can I can just say from speaking from experience that doing podcasts with you doesn't necessarily lead to that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think you might want a different approach sharing
0: teams sharing fantasy with teams definitely doesn't with me definitely doesn't lead to that. So I won't suggest that this is also your last chance to sign up for poker tonight, Monday night, August 30th, 7pm Eastern, our 300 player multi table virtual poker tournament supporting St. Jude hang out with us. Uh, we'll be there ha- hanging around and, and chatting with you guys and other poker players during the tournament via Zoom. Sign up at stjude.org slash draft-a-thon. slash or click the link in the episode description. If you want in the 2021 For the People Podcast League, that is 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday we're drafting. Uh, the winner of this poker tournament is in, and the top 10 finishers get a 15-minute Zoom call with an FFT analyst. Uh, again, stjude.org slash draftathon. It's three 300 spots are available, but less than that now. But uh, the tournament uh, starts Monday night, so get on that. stjude.com slash draftathon. So, your news and notes Dobbins out for the season. How about Irv Smith? Sorry, Jamie. He will miss the start of the season with knee surgery. After knee surgery, he has a meniscus tear. Uh, what's your reaction here?
4: Sucks. Sucks. You know, hopefully he's back soon, but. Um you know, he was uh, top seven for me in, in non PPR, top eight in PPR, and uh, I'm I'm still hopeful that he has the chance to finish the season strong. But whew, it's a uh, it's a uh, you know rough rough situation. He's gonna, you know who knows how he's going to miss. So um, it's a boost for Adam Thielen, it's a boost for Justin Jefferson, and you know we'll see if Conklin gets back and he's he's able to step in there. But you know, hopefully, hopefully Smith is back in the middle to the latter half of the season in 100. percent Conklin is an interesting play in
2: DFS for week one. And if your fantasy league has IR. Is right.
4: He's he's not.
2: I I, I don't know if he played or not. I got to check. No, he's hurt. Zach
3: Davidson week.
2: Zach Davidson was an interesting prospect. I liked him when they drafted him. If you've got IR spots in your league, you can take Irv Smith with one of your last two or three picks and stash him there and then pick somebody else up off the waiver wire after the season starts.
0: So it's kind of interesting. So refresh my memory here. If you're on short-term IR to start the season, you're out eight weeks, right? No. 6. No. no three. 3 I think. Minimum of 3. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of 6 weeks. Pop list. So right. what's the 8 weeks, the long term IR? That's that how that it used to day. be, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Fun. Okay, so that's good because because obviously for people in IR spots you need to be for a lot of fantasy leagues you re- people require to be actually on IR. So uh that seems likely to happen with Herb Smith. Okay, three weeks. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. What else we got? T.Y. Hilton with the neck issue. What about this Deshaun Watson stuff, Dave? According to Yahoo, Miami is the front runner to acquire Deshaun Watson.
2: Uh, when I see it, I'll believe it. I'd be surprised.
0: Okay, well, is anybody... I'd be
2: surprised if he plays
0: this year. Is anybody drafting a Dolphins receiver or running back thinking, hey, they're going to get Deshaun Watson, or hey, they could get Deshaun Watson, let's bump him up? Nope. Nope.
2: Okay. No, you shouldn't. But I'm still drafting Gaskin, Waddle, Fuller at the right value. Gesicki is an interesting early-season tight end. Mm -hmm. Just a guy to start streaming with.
0: Okay. Right, but the question... (laughs) That
2: wasn't the question, but okay. No, I know it wasn't your question. I'm just giving you a different answer. I still like those guys. I would like them more if Deshaun Watson magically appeared in Miami and knew the playbook and had his timing down with everybody.
3: I don't need the Oh that Bill Belichick.
0: What what he's,
4: what? He's teasing us.
0: Bill Belichick?
4: No. Uh he was asked after the game, have you made a decision on your quarterbacks yet? No, we still have a lot of decisions to make.
0: I'm not sure any of these rookie quarterbacks have shown that they're ready.
3: Yeah. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty ready. Okay. In Trevor his third Lawrence, if he had done
0: game, it but, against the starters for the Cowboys, it, I wouldn't have taken right. it that seriously. how much better <laughs> he
3: played without the weight of Minshew on his shoulders. Like you, you got Minshew out of town, and Trevor Lawrence was just free to play football. You it's know, like Minshew might knew. not have
4: taken a dump yet, but
3: maybe Trevor Lawrence did.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will start for Washington. By the way, I don't think you guys have heard this soundbite that somebody cut. Let's check this out. This is the greatest hits of
2: Dave Richard. It should be. Honestly, it should be out by now, but I'm really backed up. I'd like a big ice cream Sunday and a quiet hotel room for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Good stuff. Ryans Patrick's made the name the starter. Don't know who's going to start week one for the Colts yet. Um, D- Jamie mentioned their left tackle issues. Their their left tackle, one of their preseason left tackles, tore ACL. They're hoping to get Eric Fisher back. He's recovering from an Achilles issue, so um, torn Achilles last year. So left tackle could be a problem spot for the Colts. Evan Ingram left with a calf injury on Sunday, and calves are not good injuries two weeks out of the season, out from the season. So we'll see. This is a, a little bit of a. I'm just going to call this a vague interpretation. Uh, Saquon, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley may be on a snap count in Week One. What am I basing this on? Just the Giants beat writer for the Post gave New York Post gave injury predictions for Galladay. He thinks he'll be back. It's just predictions uh, for Kadarius Tony. He does not think he'll be back uh, in Week One. And for Barkley, I think his prediction was like he might he might be limited in Week One. So I think you should just be aware of that that he might be limited to start the season. I think you are already aware of that, but uh, we just haven't seen much. It's all speculation. No timetable for Tariq Cohen. And boy, Damian Williams not having a great preseason, it seems. so. He'll jar in the first game. You, you can only say that things have gotten better for Montgomery.
2: Yes. Right? Yeah. It would help if that offensive line was at full strength.
0: And the Jets acquire defensive end Shaq Lawson from Houston for a sixth-round pick. All right, about time for our injuries, news, and notes, unless you guys have any other... No, let's do it. Let's talk a little preseason football here because there were some interesting things. So some, some questions here. Uh, Cortland Sutton looking good. Are you less enthusiastic about Jerry
2: Judy now? No. And no. I'm super enthusiastic about Jerry Judy.
4: Although, you know, just looking at this game he was basically operating as their slot receiver. So you could take that one of two ways that he's, you know, going to move around or, you know, that they're going to, you know, maybe do some different things that we weren't expecting. Who was, Um, by the way, Judy or Sutton? Judy. Judy was was operating. They they had Tim Patrick and Sutton on the outside. So first time that everybody was there for them, their top three receivers, you know, with, with KJ Hamler working as the third, fourth, you know, depending on how they're going to use those two guys in terms of Patrick and, and Hamler, um, they got a talented group. You know, that's the only thing I think you got to worry about is they're going to be enough volume because the, the, the quarterback decision, while I think it's going to benefit Judy and, and benefit Sutton, um, it speaks more to Vic Fangio being very conservative because you look at the start of their season and it's two very winnable games in, in a row with the Giants and the Jaguars. This is a team built to run the ball and built to play defense. And not necessarily to open up the offense. Drew Locke would have been the guy that you're going to say is going to open up the offense. I know, Adam, yes, the Giants. They're going to be the Giants. hate <laughs> to tell you that. Um, so this is, this is uh, uh, I think, a little more conservative. So, you know, just have to worry about, you know, where the targets will be distributed when there's, you know, that receiving core plus the tight end. You know, hopefully Noah Fant's healthy dealing with that leg injury. So there's, there's a lot of mouths to feed in this offense. Judy should be the best one. Should be. But it wouldn't surprise me if there's weeks where he's not the best one because Sutton's really good, Vance really good, and Hamler and, and uh, Tim Patrick will get their numbers too.
0: Okay, so looking at NFC average draft position since August 20th, which value is better, Jerry Judy's 60th overall or Cortland Sutton 79th overall?
2: Sutton. Sutton. I, I love both, but, and I love Judy, but the Sutton value is really good. I have it almost exactly that.
0: Terrace Marshall had a really good preseason, guys. He did. What are you? What are we thinking, Heath?
3: Well, I think it's important to remember most of the time that he was having a really good preseason. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson weren't playing, but he continued that in the final preseason game. I still think his upside is somewhere around what Curtis Samuel gave us without the rushing production. Which, if he scores a bunch of touchdowns, is good enough to be useful in fantasy. If he doesn't, it's not really. He's a good pick in the double-digit rounds. I wouldn't want to start him week one.
4: Big slot receivers are fun, man.
3: Yeah, they are.
0: (laughs) They sure are. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on the Bills and Gabriel Davis and what we saw with the running backs? They played their starters for much of the first half. Any thoughts, guys? Anything jump out at you with the Bills?
4: It's going to be some good Gabriel Davis weeks. There's going to be some... Good Emmanuel Sanders weeks. There's going to be some good Cole Beasley weeks. There's going to be a lot of great Stephon Diggs weeks. And you want to have Josh Allen on your fantasy team. Hmm.
2: Did Allen do enough to give you any thought to putting him at QB1?
4: Our projections have him at QB1. Sportsline's <laughs> projections have him as the mm-hmm. number one quarterback in fantasy. But no, not for me. No. Yeah. I've, I've gave it some thought
2: earlier this offseason and then I did again after the past couple of weeks watching Buffalo just throw it everywhere. And my guess is that they're going to do a lot of that. I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where Allen's attempting 25 passes. I think they're going to throw and throw and throw. Uh, I think the gap between Mahomes and Allen is not very big.
0: Well, how about the gap between Josh Allen and, you know, Dak Prescott, the number three, is that very quarterback? big. Well, the number five quarterback because you know, I said so many times that, you know, we, and I think everybody agreed you shouldn't take Josh Allen two rounds ahead of QB five because they're all in the same tier. But if you're thinking they're not anymore, then maybe, maybe the people were right. I still think they are. Okay. Um, I actually thought the Chiefs game was interesting.
4: You still take Lamar over. I Um, still would. Yeah. Yeah. They're rushing. I get it. I
0: thought the Chiefs game was interesting. I just felt like if there's anything that would stop Kelsey and Tyreek Hill from being as, as incredible as they are in fantasy, it's, all the other guys on the team. I mean, Mahomes is really spreading it around in this game. A little bit of Robinson, a little bit of Hardman, McKinnon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. I mean, I'm not over. I'm not reacting really to it. Are you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, Ronald Jones started. Leonard Fournette had a catch. You know, Fournette started last week. It is what it is. What about the Texans running backs? I know we're not super interested, but is Ingram ahead of Lindsey for you guys now?
3: No.
4: I, I'm I'm going to wait to see what happens after final cuts. And then if, if they all three make the roster, I would take Mark Ingram over Lindsey.
0: Oh, God. I just had this horror thought. Ingram gets cut, and the Ravens sign him.
3: They should. Oh, that would be so bad for fantasy. I was really thinking it, the Ravens might sign Adrian Peterson, but he can't run out of the shotgun, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mark Ingram going back there would make a ton of sense. It would. But they've benched him before. <clears throat>
4: Well, they yeah. benched him when they had Dobbins and Edwards. They don't have Dobbins. <laughs> He'd we'll be a see. good compliment to Gus Edwards because he knows the team.
0: Uh, Heath, Melvin Gordon looked good. I know he had it was against Rams backups, but he had five carries for thirty-five yards. He had a catch. Javante Williams didn't play, but you know, right from the gate, you were saying, hey. Melvin Gordon, it's not like it's not like Javante Williams coming in replacing some scrubs. This was uh, the first we saw of Gordon, I think, this preseason.
3: And he played well. Yeah, it was good to see that he's healthy. And I anticipate kind of what I did at the beginning of training camp, that Melvin Gordon will start the season as the 60-40 favorite in a committee. And unless there's an injury, Javante Williams doesn't have much more upside than having a 60-40 advantage on Melvin Gordon. I don't think he's going to just completely take Melvin Gordon off the field unless Gordon gets hurt.
0: It, is that how you feel about the 49ers? Because Mostert came out and he started and he was you know, himself on the first drive and Sermon had his moments too, but do you think it looks the same way, like 60-40
3: Mostert? Yeah, but that's a different situation because it's the 49ers. Um, I feel much more confident they're going to generate five yards per carry backs and score a bunch of running back touchdowns, so I would be more interested I think in in those guys if it stays in that situation, but they're all four right in that same number three running back range. Anything I missed? Anything I missed? The Jets and the Eagles tied. <laughs> <laughs> I love the games where none
0: of the starters play. They're my favorite games. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> it's it, it's awesome or awful? Both. I mean it's just like, oh, don't have to don't have to really waste my we'll time on by. this. Right. Right. Um, the Giants really were horrible. In fact, Jamie, you said are you seriously going to move Saquon Barkley down?
4: Oh, yeah, I did. I mean, you know, I, I've said all along that I was, you know, close with several players with him, you know, <laughs> and, and so as opposed to being right in the middle of the first round, now he's a back end of the first round guy for me. I
3: Ooh. noticed for, I think, the first time on our ADP, he's fallen to 14th overall. Ooh. So he is firmly second round Saquon.
4: Who'd you move him behind, Jamie? Um, I'm in the process of doing it, uh, now. So just in, uh, non-PPR. So I moved him behind Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor, and then in PPR, he'll be behind. And and Aaron Jones, I'm sorry. I had done that earlier in the day. Um, And then in PPR, he's behind Jones and Eckler. Who's close to putting Antonio Gibson ahead of him?
3: No.
2: I'm close. Really Uh, close.
3: I don't think I have Gibson ahead of him, but no, I'm not. I mean, they're in the same range for me. What about Mixon?
2: Do you have Mixon ahead of Saquon? I do, yeah. Najee?
3: No. I Najee, I go. I, Najee and Gibson are basically just tied to each other, and they mm. they can only move ahead <laughs> of or behind the other one, and no other players. Tyreek doing a potato sack race. Oh yeah, I've had Tyreek well out well of him. I've got Diggs and Hopkins and AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley out of him. Yeah, <laughs> AJ Brown in full PPR.
2: Yeah, I might get cold feet on Saquon too. Just be, and it, it's not really anything to do. Well, it's a little to do with him. Obviously, the fact that he's not at 100, but the rest of that team just looks so awful.
0: That, that interception in the end zone was
3: like,
0: <laughs> that was so unprofessional. How do you do that? All right, so let's do sleepers, breakouts, and busts. I asked you guys for your favorite three. I'm surprised
2: you're not hyping up the touchdown at the end of the half.
0: Uh, against the backups. Yeah, once the, once the Patriots backups came in, the Giants starters all of a sudden looked pretty good. Uh, Jamie, right. sleepers, Dave, sleepers, Heath, sleepers, I want your favorite three and three breakouts and three busts. Jamie, you get to go first. Give me three sleepers.
4: Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, love the setup for him as, uh, whoever's favorite wide receiver there for the Patriots. Um, it's a, it's a great situation based on what he did last year when Julian Edelman was hurt, basically the second half of the season as he stepped up and, uh, was Cam Newton's go-to guy then. And I think he's going to be Cam Newton or Mac Jones go-to guy now. Uh, I still want to see what happens when all the tight ends are there, but, uh, just excited about the setup for him. Hopefully he scores his first NFL touchdown. Uh, I'll go Darnell Mooney also. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see a fun season from him in his second year based on what he did at the end of last season. Um, no Anthony Miller, no real third receiver to speak of. Uh, I think we're going to see, you know, Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, another, you know, up and down quarterback situation, but I think Mooney's in a good spot, um, heading into his sophomore season. And then third one, let's go Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, I, I think Dave said it You know, offensive line, I think is, is look good, um, for what they, uh, Have shown us, Uh, certainly the game Roethlisberger played against the Lions. I thought he looked spry in that game, was moving around well. We love the receivers, uh, love the running game. And so Roethlisberger's got a ton of weapons around him. So if you are so inclined to wait on quarterbacks, he's going to be a great one quarterback league option for you if you go deep. But in two quarterback and super flex leagues, he's got very high upside there as a strong starter. How would you feel about starting in week one at Buffalo, Jamie? It's a little concerning, you know, just knowing that defense. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm starting already to think starts it for week one, and mm-hmm. he was one of the names that, you know, I, I'm I'm struggling with because he typically plays well in week one when he's right, and I, I think he's going to have a decent game. I think there's going to be a shootout. You know, despite those two defenses, I think that game's going to go back and forth. He's got Vegas and
2: Cincinnati after that. So if you can handle that first game, then he's a quarterback you can literally wait till your third-to-last pick, second-to-last pick. Maybe even your last pick in a one quarterback league, and he's your streamer to begin the year.
4: And if you go any of the rookie quarterbacks, and that includes Lawrence, uh, he's a good guy to pair them with. in a mm-hmm. one quarterback. All See,
2: right. there it is. There's a nice late round quarterback two pack strategy for everybody. Jamie, I'm
0: working on your start of the week. Right now, I'm leaning James Robinson at Houston.
4: <laughs> so uh, that'll be my start of the week probably for 17 weeks. Uh, <laughs> Houston, <laughs> Houston.
0: He's probably. A little, I guess he's too high end. Um, Dalvin cook at Cincinnati.
3: There we go. Maybe Trevor Lawrence,
0: maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold.
3: I think LaVisca is probably the, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one for week one.
0: Okay. Let's see. San Francisco at Detroit. Hmm. Yeah. I will
3: will say this
4: though, after Dobbins got hurt, I'm starting to feel, uh, a little bit of a mush because I spoke to Kim Akers. He got hurt. I featured Dobbins and Akers in that story (laughs) in the magazine. You saw the result there. I spoke get, there. <laughs> yeah. get off the podcast.
2: You Go. liked Blake Jarwin last year. You like Irv Smith this year.
4: It's true. Yeah, but liking somebody and they get hurt is different. Like, I'm, I'm, I've I'm, actually spoken to these people like this. Right.
0: <laughs> Jamie, I'm blocking you on my cell phone. So right, right. Yeah, we right, got this right, right, right.
4: going up on the show this
0: week. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's it. Sink <laughs> them in the rankings. All right, Dave, give me your three favorite sleepers. My three favorite sleepers. I'm going to start with a guy that I never thought I'd ever call a sleeper, but at this point I am, and that's Sony Michelle. The fact that his ADP is in round 10 and he's got a chance to be the 1B running back to begin the year for the Rams, it's a good offense to be in. We know Daryl Henderson uh, has had some good moments, but he's also been beat up and injury prone and the coaching staff may not like him that much. I think that Michelle could get a, a, a total fresh start in L.A. And I love the idea of getting him. I'll take him in round nine and just start the season with him on my bench. And hopefully he can figure out a way to stay healthy. He could be a guy that gives me five or six really good weeks uh, in the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm a big fan of Elijah Moore as well. I think that Moore is going to end up being the best wide receiver fantasy-wise in New York with the Jets. I just think he's a better fit with uh, Zach Wilson's game than with Corey Davis. I know we've seen Corey Davis. We haven't seen Elijah Moore. I know Elijah Moore isn't at 100%, but he's been practicing. Uh, I'm excited about him. and I Another guy that we haven't seen, but I know we're always looking for tight ends late. And I was excited about him last year. He started off last season great in Tennessee. Then he signed for a ton of money in New England, and it's Jonu. I think Jonu will play more of a receiver role than a tight end role for the Patriots. I expect Mac Jones to not be necessarily the starting quarterback in week one, but sooner than later, he'll be the guy. And when that happens, this whole offense will change and be better for fantasy. And Jonu will be one of those guys that can help you out.
0: I just to, I was reading um, Pro Football Doc last night. As uh, when Dobbins got hurt, Doctor Chow, who we had on a couple years ago, he has a write up mm-hmm. on Sony Michelle, and I guess it's easy to forget. Sony Michelle has uh, arth- has a history of right knee arthritis, so Doctor Chow doesn't necessarily think that he's got like big workload in him. So just something to keep in mind, you know. To, it makes
4: uh, sense. I mean, he doesn't have to have a big workload if Henderson is healthy. The concern would be is what happens if Henderson gets hurt or misses time. He's he's the second guy, but it's not like he's far off from the first guy. Right. I so don't. then why would you spend the draft
2: capital on Henderson?
3: It's the Rams. They don't They don't even think draft capital is real. They just throw draft No, picks I'm talking rounds. about fantasy draft <laughs> capital.
2: I'm not talking oh. about yeah. – yeah. <laughs> Of course, yeah. I mean, they go to yeah. – I mean, if you don't, if you don't believe in Daryl Henderson, the then money. you
4: take Sony Michel. But if you believe in Daryl Henderson, then he's worth a uh, round four or round five pick. Do the Rams believe in Daryl Henderson? Well, will do have, have to. I think they have to. I don't know if they necessarily want to. All
0: right, we got three wide receivers so far. Jamie said Jacoby Myers and Darnell Mooney. Dave said Elijah Moore. Who's the best of the three?
4: Jacoby. Jacoby, uh, J- Jacoby and PPR for sure.
0: And what about if I throw Marquez Calloway in there?
4: I'd go Jacoby and PPR, Calloway none. I'd go Jacoby
2: definitely in PPR. And Jacoby in uh, half. Yeah, Jacoby and half. Yeah, Calloway I agree. I agree. With
4: Callaway and non. Callaway more score might score more touchdowns in the six mm-hmm. games that Michael Thomas misses than Myers scores all season. Right.
0: What if? It, but about passing touchdowns though, Myers. That's could, true. Myers there may be that. a
4: passing touchdown or two, especially if both Cam and Mac Jones think.
3: Okay, Heath. How about you? Any any thoughts? Are we late enough in August? Oh, well, I thought you were going to be for my sleepers. Yeah, we are right, right after. There. But you didn't weigh right in. On.
0: Callaway versus Myers.
3: Uh, it's Jacoby Myers for me again, the whole Callaway thing. I just struggle with because I think he's an iffy proposition for the first month of the season. And I think he's probably irrelevant after that.
4: The only thing I think about Callaway is there is now a quarterback that's going to throw downfield more. Yeah. And so that will certainly help any of these. Like, I wonder if like, obviously prime Drew Brees or this iteration of Jameis, whatever he may become. Like, what would that have done for Ted Ginn? What it still may do for Trey You know, some of these guys that were just downfield threats that maybe never got those type of opportunities to those type of throws. And Sean Payton's offense was, was garnered toward this, you know, not necessarily taking all these shots down the field as well. You know, they're more of a middle of the field, take their shots in the scene type of, of team. But like what you saw from Jameis against the Jaguars, like those were some outside shots that they were taking to Callaway. And that's what you think you'll see. Maybe a little bit more from him, but... Um, I'm with you, That It could be, you know, flash and pan. But I still think, though, there's there's an opportunity now, clearly, with Thomas out. Like, if you say tomorrow Thomas is back in week four, I would much, much prefer Jacoby Myers across the board, without a doubt. I,
0: you know, Callaway has obviously had a great preseason. I don't know how much this matters because he's not exactly your, your number one headline receiver. But if he does get that kind of treatment, I kind of hate Callaway's schedule. Green Bay, could they stick Jair Alexander on him? I, I wouldn't think so, but it's not out of the question.
2: I think they absolutely could.
0: At Carolina, at New England, Giants, at Washington, all five of those teams finished no worse than eleventh against wide receivers. Four of them, unless I'm, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm missing Carolina, maybe they have one too. But four of them to me have a, a really good number one cornerback. Again, I don't know that that matters. I'm not sure Marquez Callaway is getting shadowed. But it's a strike against him, I suppose. All right. Just want to it's it. fair point. It's fair yeah. point. i, I still, I, I was still drafting him, but this is really the first time I did the schedule analysis. Hey, Heath, how's your sleeper list looking? Top three.
3: Hey, thanks for asking, Adam. I, what I was going to ask was, are we far enough into draft season to where if I say somebody, we're not going to say he's not a sleeper, he's not actually going to go that late, even if his ADP is in round 10?
0: <laughs> no, I, th- I think <laughs> okay. I think I trust ADP now.
3: You, okay, because because and I, and Jamie's already mentioned him, but Lavisca Schnault still has a round ten ADP. So and, it's 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 funny you mentioned that because you know I just did my last round of sleepers
4: breakouts and busts, and I was like, I was going to put him in the breakouts column because I didn't think he was, he belongs in the sleeper list. So yeah. it, it he's in that gray area. So you know it it just depends. Like I think the 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 casual fantasy player would say oh, that's a great call. I think the 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 skilled fantasy player is going to say, "Keith, that's crazy."
3: Yeah, he's not, well, right? But I mean, we're we're talking to everybody here, and he has a right. current round ten ADP, and he was on our best values on Yahoo and ESPN show last week because he has a round thirteen ADP on uh, Yahoo. Wow! I so it's, <laughs> I, I understand that definitely. I call. should not put on Twitter <laughs> that Lavisca Chenault is a sleeper. But he's also a receiver who had 600 receiving yards last year. And I think he's got a chance to maybe catch 90 passes. They can't protect Trevor Lawrence very well. He does everything close to the line of scrimmage. And when we were talking about him last year coming in, we were talking about how he's built like a running back. He's one of those Debo Samuel type guys who could have a monster yards after catch, and It wouldn't be that surprising. He is easily my favorite Jacksonville wide receiver. And he's moving up in my number three wide receiver rankings.
0: All right, give me two more sleepers.
3: I will also go with Justin Fields. Jamie mentioned the veteran quarterback you would take if you were taking a rookie quarterback. Justin Fields is still being drafted super late, of course, in most drafts, and he might not start until week three or week four. I've kind of assumed it would be after the Rams game, but then when you look at the schedule and see the Bengals are next, maybe they give Andy Dalton the start against the Bengals just because it's the old team. Um, But even (laughs) start of the week... I started the week for sure. Coming off the Rams game, he's going to look beautiful. <laughs> um, I hope Vandy just survives. Uh, but even still, if if he starts week four or week five, I think this guy is was an elite, accurate passer and didn't have quite the rushing stats that you might think always oh, going to be great running. But he's shown us in the preseason. He's one of the fastest quarterback prospects in terms of 40 time, and he runs dudes over in the red zone. Mm-hmm. He could be absolutely out of this world, both as a runner and a passer. I, I honestly think Fields has top five upside once he starts starting.
4: I made, I made the switch after the stupid 49ers thing tonight. Fields over Lance.
3: It's <laughs> interesting. And uh, Heath, third one? Third one, I will go with Team Geo. Giovanni Bernard. I yeah. This team threw 117 passes to their running backs last year, despite the fact their running backs couldn't catch then Tom Brady and Bruce Arians went out and hand-selected Giovanni Bernard to play that role. I don't think he's going to get the 120-plus targets that James White used to get, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets close to 100. I really think he could be a top-20 PPR running back this year.
4: I've seen some people suggesting that, one, they're so good, they may not get many third-down situations because their offense is just going <laughs> to throttle people. Um, has the preseason bothered you at all? Because it's bothered me a little bit. You know, Bruce Arians comes out and hypes him up, and then you know nothing. And it's not right. like you know we're we're seeing it. You know what I mean? So I thought right. we were. I thought we were seeing. Him. I
0: mean, he's been on the field on third
4: down. And we he were, had see, a, we're
0: seeing a, drop a snap. Snap. Yeah,
4: I mean, yeah. you can put a, a practice dummy <laughs> on the field if he's not getting attention. It doesn't matter. They barely play their starters, though. But.
2: Yeah, it doesn't worry me at all. It, that didn't worry me.
3: That drive It though, doesn't worry me because his ADP hasn't moved. That like, drive. Oh yeah, he's a free spot.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and he's the, the one you should wait out, for sure.
0: The one that culminated in the Godwin touchdown, their second drive of the game, is just like, who's stopping them? And I know, I mean, obviously it's...
4: Well, they stopped themselves on the first drive. Like, Bruce Arians was pissed with their first drive. Mm-hmm. Right, they were horrible.
0: And then they just... I look, any team, they're playing backups, whatever, but holy cow, they're just so loaded. Just pick your poison. Uh, all right, and we'll go to breakouts next. By the way, Chenault over Jacoby Myers? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> No. Uh, Chenault or Kenny Galladay?
3: Galladay. I'm close. Mm, Definitely Galladay and non-PPR, no question. Full?
4: (laughs) I'm going to do it. Yeah, PPR, I'm going to take Chenault over Galladay.
3: I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it.
4: All
0: right. All right. Uh, Let's take a quick break. When we come back, breakouts, our three favorite breakouts for 2021.
1: At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: We are back. Dave, you get to start. Your three favorite breakouts.
2: My three, well, Jerry Judy's got to be one of them. And I just love the way that he has continued to look this preseason after. Look, the numbers weren't great in his rookie year. And the drops were ugly in his rookie year. And the passes flying over his head or darting into the yard in front of him. I still think he's a really talented receiver. And I think having Bridgewater there is going to be good for him. I think he's going to get you over a 1,000 yards. I think he can get you seven touchdowns. I think he can get you at least 80 catches. And I think that that's the floor. I think the ceiling is top 12 receiver. I'm super excited about Jerry Judy. I think he can have a big year. Uh, I've been talking up TJ Hawkinson like crazy. I'm going to continue to talk up TJ Hawkinson like crazy. Because this is a Alliance team that's going to trail a lot. Jared Goff doesn't like to throw downfield. He's talked about how tight ends are a big part of his offense, and I think he's going to lead the lines in targets and catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. I think he's going to basically be their number one receiver. And uh, Robert Woods, getting Matthew Stafford, that's an upgrade for him. Having the the run game of Henderson and Michelle, I don't know how often that's going to be how the Rams roll. I think they're going to throw a little more than they have in the past. I think Woods is their best all-around receiver. We've seen him top 90 catches and 1,000 yards, maybe close to 1,200 total yards. He's never had more than six touchdowns in a year. I say he breaks all those numbers, and he has a career-best season in L.A.
0: Jerry Judy is like DJ Moore around. The, it, it's the conundrum. It's the same thing. It's like you love the talent. Moore, obviously, is much more proven. But you're worried about maybe the targets and the quarterback play. Uh, but they're only separated by 12 picks in ADP. I, I'm just wondering if Judy is going... Too high now. It's 60th overall. This was a guy we used to take 80 something overall. Now, yeah. Now it's 60. That's that's. Uh, I'm looking at CBS ADP. It says 74. I'm sorry. Six. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at NFC. So
2: look, I'm, I'd be happy to take him at 60. I'm probably going to end up taking him ahead of everybody here.
3: You draft him ahead first of first player I'm nominating during our seller cap draft. <laughs> Do it.
2: <laughs> look, it doesn't mean that I'm going to overspend for him. <laughs>
0: Uh I hate wide receivers this year. I hate them all. Why? Because they're all they're all on the same team. It's like there's thirty good wide receivers on ten freaking NFL teams. I just hate it. Um all right. Heats, your your breakouts.
3: Uh I think I might as well go down with the ship and say it one more time, right? Gardner Midshu. No, DeAndre <laughs> Swift. <laughs> all right. Uh I've I've been in t- multiple drafts this week. Um this weekend, and DeAndre Swift's there uh, basically at the middle to end of the fourth round in all Whoa, the drafts. Now, really? Uh, yeah, so, you gotta feel good about that. Uh, I, I do. Uh, I still think, like, there's certainly risk, but if we're talking about breakouts, we're talking about upside. And DeAndre Swift has all the upside in the world. He's a fantastic talent, nearly a first round pick. He scored 10 touchdowns on 160 touches last year on a terrible offense, or at least a bad offense. Averaged 4.6 yards per carry when no one else on the team averaged even 4 yards per carry. And now he's got a head coach and a coordinator that both have this intention of using him in a super valuable role. DeAndre Swift has top five upside if he plays all 17 games. Okay, breakout number two? I'm going to say A.J. Brown. And it's because I think he could legitimately be the number one wide receiver in fantasy. We saw with Tyreek Hill, his first year in the NFL, he had 83 targets. The next year, he had 105 targets. And in those two years, he was incredibly efficient, much like A.J. Brown has been. Year three was when he saw that big jump, 137 targets. He gave us 1,479 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's about the same type of thing I expect from A.J. Brown this year.
0: So where do you have Brown in your wide receiver
3: rankings? Three or four, depending on the format.
0: Wow! So is that ahead of? it's ahead of Hopkins. It's ahead of everybody,
3: but Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams and non PPR. And I've got Hopkins one spot ahead of him in PPR, ahead of Diggs.
0: <sighs> okay, uh, De- ahead is that, of Diggs. That exciting. <laughs> is he a breakout if he does that? Yeah. The, yes, he would be a breakout. Uh, okay, DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown, and
3: uh, I'll stick with Noah Fant. I think he has a chance to be a top five tight end in a way that you're actually excited about. I expect him to get 90 to 110 targets this year. I think he'll be used more in the red zone. They've talked about how they're kind of figuring out how to use Noah Fant and moving him more pre-snap. He has been very good after the catch and kind of gets those downfield targets as well.
0: I'm just going to say that Heath and Dave have given six breakouts combined and four of them are on the Lions and the Broncos. So that's interesting, you know. It's a, it's a it's a little risky, right? You, know, a you better fix
3: some good teams, Jamie.
0: Jamie, uh, Chris Godwin. No, who, who's um, who? Are your breakouts, top three.
4: Uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Boom. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin. I think he's going to build off what he did last year. I, I'm. Uh, I feel. Uh, hopeful for people that drafted him after the first preseason game because you got him at a discount uh but i I think you've heard me say this before we love the extrapolation game um had he played 16 games uh based on what he did in his 10 games he would have had over 800 rushing yards and over 600 receiving yards only one other guy did that last year and that was alvin kamara so you know if he's in that range uh or close to whatever alvin kamara can do um in terms of his rushing production and his receiving production but anything close to 1500 total yards is pretty impressive so Gaskin would be one. Uh, I'll stay with the Dolphins and go Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to be Miami's best receiver. And I think he's going to push to be a top 30 receiver. I don't know if he'll be much higher than that because there's going to be obviously a lot of Will Fuller and Devontae Parker moments. Uh, but if those guys miss any extended period of time, I love the fact that they've been so creative in moving him around. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to be Tua's best receiver. And I think he's going to have a big season. Um, Dave stole my tight end of TJ Hawkinson. And Do you want I me to give another- you – I'll give you one. And so uh, I'll go back to Terry McLaurin. Um, You know, I think he's just going to have a fantastic season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know we haven't seen it yet in the preseason, but I don't care. Uh, I want to see four quarters of Fitzpatrick and and McLaurin. And what a stupid, stupid report that (laughs) they had to announce that Fitzpatrick was the starting quarterback. No bleep. He's the starter and he's going to love Terry McLaurin this year.
2: I don't know. I thought Taylor Heineke might've had a chance. I I left a breakout for you, Jamie. I thought you'd say Damian Harris.
4: Um. Yeah, I yeah, like Danny Harris. I mean, uh, you know. If, yeah, if you don't go, want to see his breakout, workout, I'll, break. I'll give a fourth breakout. I think yeah. if we want to continue to go, I mean, I wrote about all these guys on the site, so I, you know, I, yes, there, there's, there's yeah. plenty to read about uh, breakouts. So. We
0: have a lot more than nine breakouts, so just go to CBSSports.com/slash/fantasy and check out all the sleepers, breakouts, and busts. Which brings us to the busts. And Heath, you're up first. Give me your three busts.
3: wasn't expecting to go first. Sorry. I don't ever go first in these things. I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) Um. I still think I'll, I'll just say the same thing I said on HQ last week. I still think as good as he looked and as, as much as we may think the gap is narrowing Josh Allen in round two in CBS drafts, when Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are around in round five, is a bad investment. And it's the same reasoning that we gave you for Patrick Mahomes and for Lamar Jackson. Even with him looking so good in the preseason, the most likely outcome is that Josh Allen is going to regress a little bit from last year.
4: But what if that's round two for Mahomes and round four for Allen? Is he a bust then?
3: Is are the are two of those top five quarterbacks going in round six or seven now? And then Lamar because Jackson's my problem is in the round, that he's three rounds ahead of those
4: guys. Then Lamar Jackson's in, or whoever's third is in late round five. Early round four versus late round five.
3: No, I don't think he should be going a round and a half ahead of Lamar at all. I don't think he should go a round and a half ahead of Dak. really.
0: Here's ADP on CBS right now. Mahomes, 11th. Josh Allen, 18th. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers are 36th through 39th. So that's 18 to 20 picks after Josh Allen. Um, Russell Wilson is 50th. Dak Prescott is 52nd. Jack, Dak Prescott is QB8, I think. Um, so, yeah. All right. Understood. Uh, two more, Heath?
3: Yeah. I I also want to say that I think like this is the best year I can remember at this point in terms of ADP. It's hard for me to find guys in the first three or four rounds that I think are going way earlier than they should be. Okay, well, Clyde necessarily been the case in the past.
0: If if there's anyone for you, Clyde Edwards-Elair is probably the guy, right?
3: At 20, but even that, like, he's going. His average ADP right now is 27.5. Early in the third third round, I think that it's a mistake to take him over some of the guys that he's going in front of. I'd rather have Chris Carson. I think there's a pretty big risk. I think you're leading me into wanting to say Clyde's a bust, so I'll just do it. No, that's all. You don't Um, have to. I was trying. to No, no, I'm good. I don't think that running back role in Kansas City when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback is the same as the traditional Andy Reid running back role. Okay. The target share has not been the same. The touchdown upside has not been the same. And I think when you're taking Clyde at the 2-3 turn, because of the risk that he has, you need to see t- some top five upside there. I'm not sure that exists with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. Okay, got a third one. Yeah, and it's a guy that I draft a lot, but somebody else said this last week, and I'll say it now. Josh Jacobs at the 3-4 turn is not a good idea either. Um, I draft him a lot in round five and feel pretty good about that, but he's now 36th if you just look at the order of the players being drafted. And I've seen him in the two drafts where I was talking about getting DeAndre Swift in round four. Josh Jacobs has gone ahead of him. I think Jacobs is one of those guys in that Mike Davis-Miles-Gaskin range, and those guys are usually there in round five. So there's no reason to re- to reach for Jacobs or for Miles Sanders, for that matter, at the 3-4 turn.
0: Okay, so Josh Allen, CEH, and Josh Jacobs based on their ADP. And you should go to the CBS Sports. Just go to cbssports.com slash fantasy and check out the draft averages. Jamie, three busts.
4: Uh Aaron Rodgers on our ADP is still going as a top five quarterback. Um I, I still think he's a top ten guy, but that's why I would rank him as 10. Um I, I think you know him going ahead of Dak, ahead of Russell Wilson, uh that's a mistake. I think Rodgers will still be very good, but you know, he was basically 23 fantasy points or less the three previous years prior to last year. So um I, you know, if he's anything close to that, you're gonna regret taking him as a top five quarterback. Even though again, I I think he's still gonna be a very good number one QB, but not anything close to what he did last year. Uh, he took one of the running backs. I think that everybody calls a bus. I'll take the other one, which is Miles Sanders. Um, you know, just concerning what we've seen in the preseason, the reports, um, I actually just drafted him in a, uh, keeper league, uh, draft today, but it was as a, my third running back. And so if I get him as a third, I'm thrilled with that, but taking him as a starter makes me a little bit nervous. So he's,
0: so he's at 48th overall.
4: Yeah. I don't think he's a round four player. You know, he's, he's obviously, you know, sliding. So, you know, if, uh, if you're going to call him a bust after this, you probably missed your window because I think, you know, round five is probably about the spot he should start to be considered. Um, but, you know, anything in the first four rounds, I think, is a, is a potential mistake. And then, uh, let's see, the third one, uh, I'll go Mike Evans. Um, you know, I, I, this is one where, you know, I think our ADP is is, is fairly good, um, where he's been going, you know, late round four, he's starting to trend up a little bit. But we've said this a lot, you know, the mouths to feed in this offense are – there's a lot it's robust and you know, is he going to have the uh, same level of production that we've seen in the last year alone, you know, 13 touchdowns is, is, is hard to replicate. Um, You bring back OJ Howard, you bring in Giovanni Bernard, you keep Antonio Brown. There's still Chris Godwin. Who's in a contract here. If Mike Evans goes, you know, South of eight touchdowns and barely creeps over a thousand yards. Again, the reason I say eight touchdowns, that's what he did to the previous two years. And is still a 70 catch guy. That's a that's hard to justify in PPR as, as a top fifteen caliber wide receiver. He okay. the fourteen even if even though our ADP reflects that he's a little lower than other places, he's still a top fifteen wide receiver.
0: Did you would you take DJ Moore or Mike Evans?
4: I'd still take DJ Moore in PPR. I know that probably sounds strange, but in PPR I think he's gonna be better.
0: Yeah, I'd dig uh, more in both. Okay, Dave, three busts.
4: You already got a sense that I'm nervous about
2: Daryl Henderson and his ADP is right around round five now. I think that's fair. I'm just not willing to take him quite at that spot. I'd prefer to go around later. I just don't think I'm ever going to get him. The injuries, the lack of experience playing on third down, the fact that there's going to be a split there, the fact that I think they're going to throw a lot, just makes me nervous to trust Daryl Henderson in that same type of range as Davis, Gaskin, a lot of the other running backs that we've talked about that we like. Uh, Zach Moss is another one. I, I, I think that the the light's kind of gone out on him. And uh, the the fact that he's going in round 10, I I still don't like that. I still think that that's too high. I've moved him way down. I'm basically at a point where I'm not drafting Zach Moss. DJ Chark is at 89.6. I think that's a little high. We've talked about LaVisca and how good he'll be. The real value at wide receiver in Jacksonville is going to be Marvin Jones. The fact that you can get him in round 10, he might end up giving the best return on investment in drafts. Better than LaVisca, better than Chark. I think he's already proven to have his timing down with trevor lawrence once he's out there playing you'll see he'll be good good guy to draft and put on your bench to begin the season or maybe your flex if you start three receivers and you might be starting him as a number three receiver by the midpoint of the year he's finished as a top 30 or better ppr receiver on a per game basis each of the last four years
0: Okay, that's Marvin Jones. So let's do, uh, just going to do a quick recap here. Jamie's sleepers were Jacoby Myers, Darnell Mooney, and Ben Roethlisberger. Dave's were Sony Michelle, Elijah Moore, and Johnny Smith. Heath's were Laviska Chenault, Justin Fields, and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, breakouts, Dave had Jerry Judy, TJ Hawkinson, and Robert Woods. Heath had DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown, and Noah Fant. Jamie had Miles Gaskin, Jalen Waddell, Go Dolphins, and Terry McLaurin. Busts, Josh Allen for Heath, Clyde edwards Elair, Josh Jacobs. Remember, it's all based on ADP. It's not based on they're going to be bad or they suck at football. It's based on ADP. Uh, Jamie's bust for Aaron Rodgers. Jamie said he sucks at football. Um, Miles Sanders <laughs> and Mike Evans. <laughs> and uh, Dave's were <laughs> Daryl Henderson, Zach Moss, and DJ Chark. Okay, yeah. good show, guys. Uh, I, ha- I was planning on reading emails. I'll make some time for them on tomorrow's show. We're going to be talking about players that we Draft a lot and players that we typically avoid, kind of the do not draft list. I know that's kind of a trendy, popular topic in fantasy circles. going to also try to make some time for the Fantasy Cops on tomorrow's show. We will talk to you then. For Jamie and Heath and Dave, I am Adam. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.